This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 28th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Meat industry awaits SCOTUS. Interior, EPA could get bin funding hikes. Ethanol regroups after ruling. SCOTUS, Prop 12 decision, possible today. The Supreme Court will announce as soon as today whether it will rule on the legality of California's Proposition 12, which has nationwide implications for sectors of the livestock industry. Prop 12 requires meat sold in California to be produced according to the state's animal housing standards. The North American Meat Institute is asking the high court to review a Ninth Circuit ruling that upheld a lower court's denial of NAMI's request for an injunction. The court considered the petition at a conference Thursday, which usually means a Monday decision will follow. But the court also could examine the process by seeking the views of the Solicitor General, the Justice Department's lead litigator. The government backed NAMI in the appeals court, but has not weighed in at the Supreme Court. And why it matters? Well, the issue for the meat industry is whether it's constitutional for California to extend its police power beyond its territorial borders by regulating animal care for pork and veal that's produced out of state. For more on this week's pre-Independence Day agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. Big increases eyed in natural resource spending. House Democrats are looking to put more money into EPA and the Interior Department for the fiscal year that starts October 1. A draft fiscal 2022 spending bill released yesterday would expand federal environmental enforcement while also funding a new civilian climate corps and boosting land and water conservation programs. The bill would fund EPA at $11.3 billion, $2.1 billion more than the agency is getting in FY21. The Interior Department would get a 17% increase in funding to $15.6 billion, which would provide for significant increases for the Bureau of Land Management and Fish and Wildlife Service. A House Appropriations Subcommittee will vote on the bill today. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ethanol industry finds silver lining in ruling. Friday's 6-3 Supreme Court ruling in favor of small refineries should clear the way for EPA to issue the 21-22 Renewable Volume Obligations, or RVOs. The ruling assures that refiners can get an exemption from biofuel usage mandates, even if they don't have one already. 
but biofuel industry advocates argue that other aspects of the original Tenth Circuit ruling are still in play. Future waivers can't be considered either the cost of the renewable identification numbers or factors outside the jurisdiction of the renewable fuel standard, like geographic issues. We've already been talking to the Environmental Protection Agency about the fact that there were these pillars to that Tenth Circuit decision and that only one of these three pillars was in question. That from the American Coalition for Ethanol, CEO Brian Jennings speaking with Acropulse. Thankfully, EPA was well aware of that fact. Now keep in mind, there are 70 applications for exemptions pending at EPA, according to the agency. Most are for the 2019 and 2020 compliance years. U.S. and Taiwan to resume formal trade discussions. U.S. and Taiwanese officials are set to resume formal discussions on improving trade ties between the two countries as part of a long-dormant trade and investment framework agreement, or TIFA for short, that according to a statement released by the American Institute for Taiwan. Taiwan's Office of Trade Negotiations and the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative will be the primary participants, according to the AIT statement. About a year ago, Taiwan announced it would lift its ban on U.S. beef from cattle under 30 months old at slaughter, as well as ditch its zero tolerance for ractopamine residues in pork. The moves were seen broadly as a goodwill gesture in October 50. U.S. Republican and Democratic senators signed a letter to the Trump administration pushing for talks to begin negotiations for a trade agreement with Taiwan. Colorado overtime law signed. Oregon advocates look ahead. Colorado has become the latest state to require farms to pay overtime to their workers. Governor Jared Polis signed the Agricultural Workers' Rights Bill into law on Friday. In Oregon, farm worker advocates are looking ahead to their next session after they were unable to get an overtime bill across the finish line before today's scheduled legislative adjournment. I believe we have positioned ourselves to bring a bill back in the short session in 2022, Oregon State Representative Andrea Salidas said in an email to AgriPulse. In the waning days of the legislature, the Oregon bill was amended to phase in overtime requirement and to authorize $100 million in wage subsidies. Southeast Asia offers opportunity for U.S. dairy. Southeast Asia, with its expanding population and rising middle class, represents the biggest growth opportunity for U.S. dairy exporters, that according to a new CoBank analysis. But U.S. dairy companies will need to invest in new production technology to meet the product needs of an ethnically and economically diverse customer base. With much of Southeast Asia lacking a refrigerated supply chain and consumable products frequently sold via outdoor vending machines, products containing dairy must be heat-stable, said Tanner Emke, CoBank's lead dairy economist. Powdered ingredients must also be completely soluble so solids don't settle in the container over time. 
U.S. processors will need to ensure they are versatile enough to meet these needs to fully capitalize on opportunities in the Southeast Asia market. U.S. Dairy Export Council is well aware of the growing market potential in Southeast Asia. That's why the group opened up the U.S. Center for Dairy Excellence in Singapore last September. The facility is a hub for marketing and sales and education in Vietnam, the Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia, Myanmar, Laos, and Cambodia. Here's today's He Said It. The bottom line is this. I gave my word to support the infrastructure plan, and that's what I intend to do. I fully stand behind it without reservation or hesitation. That President Joe Biden in a statement walking back his threat not to sign a bipartisan infrastructure bill unless Congress also passes a Democratic reconciliation measure with additional spending. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, June 28th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.